Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. Class is in session with the civilian goat, Greg Cosell. Can't wait to talk to Greg about not only the championship games last weekend, maybe his first thoughts on the Super Bowl, though we'll break that down next week. But also Mike McCarthy calling plays in Dallas. Sean Payton with Russell Wilson. Uh, Tom Brady retiring again. A lot to get to with Greg momentarily. We're only one day away already from the Spread the Word winner, which is following Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook or Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok or maybe both. Then the sponsor confirmation email winner. So many good sponsors this week. West Shore Home, Peloton, Labatt. Love it. And then the YouTube shout out. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I don't know if I've seen one this week. I don't know if I've seen someone say, Ross, I'm just here for the shout out. We are presented by DraftKings. We do give a shout out every day when we have a new patron. Today it's Jack Markham. Welcome to the family, Jack. Patreon.com slash RT Media. So glad to have you part of our private Tuckhead Slack channel. I am on that thing every day. Pretty much every day, I would say. It might be a day or two I miss, but for the most part, pretty much every day, I'm chiming in on some of those threads and chatting with you guys. Uh, before we get to the big show, <clears throat> probably not very many daddy sodas for me this weekend. Trying to get my voice right. Football season means it's Labatt Blue Light season. There's no better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Stock up. Be the MVP, your tailgate. You're definitely going to want to have some of these if you're going to try to watch whatever the Pro Bowl is this weekend. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Now it's Big Show time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The Big Show. You got to follow this man on social media like I do at Greg Cosell so that you always know what he is up to and where you can grab his content. Obviously, 40 plus years at NFL Films, the NFL Matchup Show. We will be all about the Chiefs and the Eagles, the Super Bowl matchup next week. Today, there's actually some interesting news going on around the NFL that I wanted to get Greg's take on. Greg, Tom Brady retired last year. So (laughs) I asked you this last year, but now that he says it's for good, um, what what will you take away from him in terms of the type of player he was and the ability of other players moving forward to be a Tom Brady type. Because what jumps out to me is with all he's accomplished, Greg, he is not very physically impressive. I mean, he does not move well. He doesn't have some huge arm. I guess it's just very impressive to me that someone who's has average, maybe at best, physical abilities had the success that he did. And it's funny you say that because that gets into, you know, the larger discussion of quarterback traits. And we'll get into that more and more as we get into the draft this year, you know, with, with particular players. But um, it's it's a fascinating point because, you know, one thing I was thinking when, when he announced his retirement, and I didn't think about this last year when he did, but it just entered my mind because, you know, so many – Obviously, that's all a lot of people have been talking about, and we know he's great. Saying that doesn't add anything to the discourse. But the way in which he played the position. Now, granted, the NFL game has changed in many ways on both sides of the ball. But could you possibly really make the argument, Ross, that the way he plays the position is really no different than Bart Starr or Bob Greasy 40, 50 years ago? It's just the the, the other parts of the game have changed. So, in other words... Defenses have become far more detailed, nuanced, uh, sophisticated in what they do. So therefore, as a quarterback, you have to become a lot more aware of all those things. And therefore, what happens before the snap of the ball has become really important, which wasn't the case as much, you know, 40, 50 years ago when defenses didn't do as many things. Um, so clearly, Brady has been a master at winning before the snap of the ball. You know, that's one of the things that made him great. But just to return to what you said, you know, it gets down to what is viewed as quarterback traits. If we're going to say quarterback traits and just start with the idea that you need a power arm and be able to run around, are those quarterback traits, you know, at the highest level? Or is the ability to throw the ball to the right receiver with the right kind of throw at the right time with precise ball location, is that really, are those traits better than just saying, wow, he he's a great athlete and he can throw it hard? Well, I think there's more than one way to, to do course. it. You know, yeah, I think, it's not, I think it's that's not just, the answer. You have a spectrum and you're on one there, end or the other. More. But but I think that it comes down to what 
what you would ascribe as being valuable traits. You know, now the more and more offensive coaches I talk to over the last couple of years, they all accept the fact that movement ability and making second reaction plays <laughs> is much more a part of the equation now in quarterback evaluation than it ever was. And that relates to your last point. Will there be another true Tom Brady type quarterback at that level? There'll always be some guys that come out that are essentially pocket quarterbacks, but will that will there ever be one at that level, Ross? And that's that's a legitimate question. Well, there's one guy that reminds me of him right now, and that's Burrow. Yeah, Bur- but Burrow but, reminds me of Brady. Right, but and and I think in many ways that comparison has validity, but Burrow moves far. Burrow makes plays on the move. You know, Brady did not really do that. Um, it was very rare when Brady, you know, made a play moving. In fact, you almost never even saw Brady on, on designed boot. Now you did a little more in his younger days, but that really was not the way in which he played. Burrow can move. Now, no question from the pocket and with Burrow's high-level intelligence and awareness. He's phenomenal before the snap of the ball as well. But he is clearly, clearly a better mover than Tom Brady and does make plays with his legs. Let's talk about Sean Payton, Greg. Yeah. In Denver. How do you see that fit? How do you see Sean Payton working with Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's going to be fascinating because, you know, Everything I've ever read about Sean Payton, and I've read some books, you know, with Payton and Breeze and what they've done over the years. Um, you know, Payton is obviously a little manic in his approach. You know, he's highly detailed, highly nuanced. That's the way he coaches. That's what he expects from his quarterback. He had one in Drew Brees, who was the same level of manic in a good way. Um, I don't know Russell Wilson. You know, I, I don't know how he approaches the game. I don't know his thought process. Um, but I think that if he buys in to Sean Payton and Sean Payton's approach, that that could really, really help Russell Wilson. Um, because don't forget, you know, Wilson has always been, um, when he's been great through the years, he's always made plays, second reaction plays. Um the question is, do you sacrifice some of that? He hasn't done that as much in recent years to become far, far more efficient from the pocket within the context of a really well-schemed, well-designed offense. I think that's what we're all waiting to see because they have weapons, Ross, and they do not have a bad O-line. And they'll get Javonta Williams, the running back, who I really like. They'll get him back this year off the ACL. So this is not a team bereft of weapons. Um So to me, this is a a fascinating marriage, and I'm really anxious to see how it plays out. You know, know I was just thinking about that as you were talking about Russell Wilson. What always amazed me about him, Greg, is how behind the line of scrimmage, he could run around, and it almost seemed like Fran Tarkenton. He could move around back there, and the D lineman could not get him. Like he was just that quick, yeah, that fast, but and that was like his superpower, and you didn't see that in Denver, and I think he's a little bit less explosive, a little bit not as fast or as quick, and what I always tell people is like a little bit's the difference, like a little now, bit and- between. 
They can't get you. You can buy time. You can throw the ball versus you're sacked. The guy got you. And, and, and you're an offensive lineman, Ross. So what do offensive linemen dislike more than anything? When the quarterback moves, especially if he doesn't really have to, because you're blocking the play. And, and as good as Russell Wilson was in, in Seattle, he got sacked an awful lot. And a lot of times it's because he didn't turn it loose and then he moved. Um, and we'll see how that plays out because, you know, everything about Sean Payton with Drew Brees, who's obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and a great, great quarterback, um, <clears throat> was rhythmic base, timing and rhythmic base. You rarely, you rarely saw Brees get stuck in the pocket where it seemed like he had nowhere to throw the football, correct? I mean, the ball came out somewhere. And, and you know, Russell Wilson – that's not even at his best. That's not really the way he played as a foundational style of play. I think there's a real potential there for Sean Payton to get really frustrated if Wilson doesn't do it his way and tries to do the second reaction stuff. That's going to drive Sean Payton nuts. Uh, it could. I mean, you know, Sean Payton, like I said, he's one of those coaches that does everything. Well, most coaches do. I don't want to just make it seem like Sean's the only one, but you know, there's so much detail and there's so much work that goes in, you know, every year I go to the combine, I sit and talk to coaches and they tell me with, with guys, quarterbacks that move around, even though they, many would say you have to do that in today's NFL, but they say that, Hey, I work 16 hours a day, putting in the game plan and the offense. What I'd really like to see happen is the quarterback executed. So, Let's talk about Kellen Moore. No longer in Dallas. Now he's with the Chargers. Um, Just forget what team we're talking about. What do you think of Kellen Moore as a coordinator? You've watched his offenses in Dallas the last couple years. Um, I don't know if we talked about it or not. Your thoughts on what you've seen from Kellen Moore? I mean, I'm just being honest with you, Ross. I struggle with that in the sense that, you know, I've always believed because I sit and watch tape, and I always believe that, to really have an understanding of how a coordinator truly thinks and what he wants to do, you need to be part of the process. I mean, you know, look, this is a team that when they played well in Dallas, they put up a lot of points. They would have a good run game. They had a a good pass game. Dak Prescott would play well. They had a multi-level pass game. Um, You know, so, you know, when they've played well, their offense has looked good and, and, um, you know, this particular season, I don't think they had a ton of weapons. I remember saying with you on the show, okay, I remember this specifically because I started to get ripped on social media when I said that they didn't have great weapons on the outside other than C.D. Lamb. And people started to tell me I was wrong. And then like three days later, they signed T.Y. Hilton. So they told you they didn't have weapons on the outside by what they did. But it's hard for me to say, you know, what is Kellen Moore? You know, I think he was clearly brought in. Um, and I'm sure one of the reasons they fired Joe Lombardi, while well, we know they fired him because they lost the playoff game, but there's always been a lot of talk that with Herbert, you have a 6'5", 240 pound quarterback with a huge arm and, and, you know, a powerful arm. And it did not seem watching tape that there were a lot of vertical throws. Now, I thought that when they did do that, they did it really well and they had great design, but I think there was a sense that they didn't do that enough. Um, And I think Kellen Moore was probably brought in to expand all of that because when they're healthy on the outside, and that's been a question with the Chargers, when they're healthy on the outside, 
they've got a pretty good trio of receivers in Williams, Allen, and Josh Palmer. And then, and Williams can be vertical. Palmer can be vertical. Allen is obviously not quite that guy, but they've got a lot of weapons. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I really thought Kellen Moore did a hell of a job. I mean, I thought, you know, Michael Gallup, he just had knee and ankle surgeries. Yeah. He was not a good number two. You know, Dalton Schultz is a solid tight end. They put up a lot of points. Yeah. And move I mean, the ball. I mean, they scored 40 points on the Eagles. They put up a lot of points, moved the ball very well. They sure did. Especially with as many interceptions as Dak threw and some of the limitations. And I mean, I, I was stunned after the season when I found out that a lot of Cowboys fans did not like Callum Moore and wanted to move on from him. But then again, fans, everybody likes to blame the offensive play caller. And they're yeah, reacting, so easy they're to, reacting to the loss, of course, and, you know, to the 49ers when they didn't score a lot of points. Um, but, no, I, I agree with you. You could make the – look, Gallup never got – up to this point has not gotten back to what he was before the injury when he was a pretty good boundary X receiver. He had vertical ability. They would use him on those routes, and he was good. He, he didn't quite get back to that. C.D. Lamb is a really good receiver, but he does his best work out of the slot. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's where he does his best work. He's essentially a slot receiver. What do you remember, Greg, from the last time Mike McCarthy was calling the plays in Green Bay? What do you remember from his offense? You know, I think Mike McCarthy, you know, almost went through a transformation because I remember – Back early when he became the head coach, I almost felt like they ran the ball as a serious foundation of what they did. Um, and I'm trying just, you know, to go back in time and maybe somebody will tell me I'm wrong. And if, if I am, I hope people will tell me. Um, but I remember, you know, you go back to Dorsey Levins get, getting 250 plus carries. I mean, they ran the ball. Um, and I thought, and maybe it's because of Aaron Rodgers, obviously a great player. You know, he's a guy you want to have the ball in his hand. But I thought as time passed, they moved away from being kind of a, a I don't want to say a run-first team because that's a relative term, but, you know, a team that really focused on running the ball as a meaningful part of what they did and moved much more to being an Aaron Rodgers team, which, like I said, may be tough to argue with that because Aaron Rodgers is so gifted. Um but that's what I kind of remember about McCarthy, that he was always, you know, a run first guy early on. And the other thing I really remember, and I'm sure you know Rich Gannon, but Rich Gannon raves about Mike McCarthy uh, all, to this day about how he was the one who taught him how to play NFL quarterback. And, you know, I know McCarthy has gotten, a, for whatever reason, a bad rep. I saw a statistic where McCarthy and Sean Payton's one lost record are basically the same. They've been in basically the same number of postseason games. They've both won a Super Bowl. Their their one lost records are basically exactly the same. And yet Peyton is viewed as brilliant, and McCarthy, in the minds of many, is viewed as, you know, whatever. But he's not viewed as brilliant, as you know. You know, I feel like at the end there in Green Bay, felt like it was, I think I remember you saying this, it was a lot of isolation one-on-one routes by the yep. Packers receivers, and Rodgers just kind of – there wasn't a whole lot of um, motion or natural rubs to get people open. It was yep. a lot of one-on-one isolation routes by the receivers. And then Rodgers trying to make plays. Yep. And, you know, that's 
that's a hard way to go. No, no matter how talented your quarterback is, it stops at some point. Um, so, you know, we'll see, look, when you have a veteran quarterback and you and I both know this, you know, you've been with teams. I can't remember every team you were with or who the quarterbacks were, but when you get a veteran quarterback who's been in the league a long time, you know, he has a lot to say about how the, the, you know, the game plan about how the game is played. That's just the nature of the NFL. And, so it's always hard to know, as I said, the process. When you asked me about Kellen Moore, it's hard to know that whole process with McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers later in that in that pairing. Um, so we don't know how that played out. But, you know, McCarthy's done well in this league. And, um, you know, I know for a fact when he got fired, he talked about the fact that in his next job, if he had an opportunity, he really wanted to be in a little more control. And we'll see. He's going to be now. Last question, Greg. Tuatunga Vailoa yeah. um, cleared the concussion protocol. And I think because of the multiple concussions this year, there's some talk about the Dolphins maybe being interested in other quarterbacks. They have denied that. What did you see from him this year? Because statistically, he had a heck of a year, and I think sometimes people lose sight of that. I think overall he played really well. Um I think that uh, Mike McDaniel understood exactly what his strengths were, what his limitations were. Um, I had talked to you last summer when they got Tyreek Hill, as you recall, when I said that they didn't necessarily get him to run by people. They got him to uh, go with Waddle because it's very hard to press them off the line of scrimmage with all the motion that McCarthy will do and that they'll use them on quick rhythm throws, uh, run after catch, because that's Tua's game. Tua is a rhythm player. Very quick with his feet on his drop and his set. Really quick, compact delivery. Gets the ball out. Sees things at the short to intermediate level really clearly. That's his game. Notice all that went away when he was out because that's his game. And he's really, really good at that. He's not a great deep ball thrower. His his deep balls lose energy on the back end. And I think that's what their offense was. He executed it at a really, really high level. I think Mike McDaniel would like to have a better run game, a more consistent run game. Um, my concern with Tua, just like I'm sure yours and everybody else is, is if it took him this long to clear the protocol, which it took about a month, if I'm not mistaken, then you just have to worry about his health. Uh, and that's a concern because he is going to get hit and he is going to get sacked and his head is going to hit the ground. So I'd be very concerned about that. Uh, but I thought overall – this offense fit him really well, and for the most part, he played at a pretty high level. Check him out on social media, at Greg Cosell. Fantastic work. Next week, Greg, we will be all about the Super Bowl. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. All right, dudes. It is February, so let's check on two things. Number one, your New Year's resolution. Number two, Valentine's Day gifts. I have an idea where you can check off both. One thing for your New Year's resolutions, to elevate your life, elevate your lifestyle. How about westshorehome.com slash Ross? Just go there. You can see pictures of my bathrooms, multiple bathrooms in my house. Pictures, videos. You ever want to see what my house is like? westshorehome.com slash Ross. You can also, by the way, when you're there, schedule a free consultation and get 20% off a shower or bath remodeling project. My daughters are absolutely loving both. So the one we did, we put a bathtub in. 
They love the new bathtub. It's not one of those old fiberglass ones. It's awesome. The other one is just a big, spacious shower. You can see it for yourself at westshorehome.com slash Ross, but you can kill two birds with one stone. You can go, well, first of all, you can go check out my house, which is cool, pictures, videos, but also you can make good on the New Year's resolution to upgrade your house, upgrade your life, and or incredible Valentine's Day gift. Are you kidding me? Like your wife would go bananas, bananas, if you said, I'm going to remodel our bathroom for Valentine's Day. Are you kidding me? WestShoreHome.com slash Ross. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuck stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start with Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills. Josh Sills was placed on the commissioner's exempt list after being indicted by a grand jury on rape and kidnapping charges. Awful. Absolutely awful. Um, you know, I try not to jump to conclusion in situations like this, but my understanding is that a grand jury does not indict you unless they feel like they have a lot of evidence and really strong evidence that they're going to win the case. So if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Hit me up with an email, ross at rosstucker.com. The NFL did the right thing, putting him on the commissioner's exempt list. Um, the timing of this is interesting. I don't, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but you know, with the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, this incident evidently happened in 2019. I never know, you know, what the process is like or how it came to be that it was announced on February 1st, 2023. <clears throat> Dolphins quarterback Tua Tonga Viola, Tonga Viloa, cleared concussion protocol. He did. Talked about it with Greg. That's good. He's got a long time before next season. You know, I don't know. You know, they say he's not any more likely to get concussions next year than anybody else. But the fact that he got at least two, most people believe three this year, seems to lend itself to the fact that he's more likely to get concussions than other people. I mean, most quarterbacks didn't get any concussions this year. Two got two or three. That's not good. Tuck stakes. The Saints part ways with their former co-defensive coordinator, Chris Richard. That's interesting because he and Nielsen were co-DCs. Nielsen gets the DC job by himself in Atlanta, and then Richard gets fired. I don't know. I don't know how that happened or what happened there, but that's strange to me. Tuck Stakes. Hall of Fame executive Bobby Beathard passed away at 86. Well, he's considered the architect of those great Washington teams in the 80s, early 90s, that 
I am so impressed by to win three Super Bowls with three different non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Ducks takes. I'm excited about this one, Ross. The Arena Football League announced that they'll be back in 2024 under new ownership. Yeah, I mean, between – there's a lot going on there. I mean, between um, the USFL, the XFL, and Arena League, there's a lot of ways now to uh, to continue your p- football career and to get paid to do it, which is awesome – Almost as awesome, Jack, as Peloton. I've been telling you guys about Peloton for like a month now. This is the answer. You want to get in better shape. You want to stick to your New Year's resolution. This is the way to do it. It's incredible how many options you have in terms of the classes, yoga, boxing's a great workout, hit training, the interval training's awesome. I like choices. They literally have thousands of on-demand classes. Thousands. That means you can work out whenever and wherever it's convenient for you. The instructors are awesome. The music's awesome. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial, new members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. That's onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. A couple other things to note here, Jack. One is tomorrow will be our first deep dive into the Super Bowl. And it'll be with Brandon Thorne, who I love. He is my favorite O-line, D-line follow because of the videos he posts and his rankings, he'll be on tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast to break down where these games are really won and lost up front, both sides of the ball. Get excited about that. By the way, Fantasy Feast is posted for the week. Even Money posted for the week. College Draft posted for the week. Before I forget, I'm going to actually be at the Super Bowl in Phoenix Monday through Wednesday next week. So my background will look different. I'll be at the DraftKings set out there, which should be cool. Almost as cool as you guys getting a story from myfrontpagestory.com for a loved one for Valentine's Day. I can assure you there is no better Valentine's Day gift. Use the code RTFP10, the number 10, to get 10% off. Shoutouts, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with the next, and BackOfficeScheduler.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.